Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show professionally made by professionals, professional broadcasters. Yikes. My name's Greg Tepper. <laughs> I'm really doing a disservice to that word. <laughs> I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook. Listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, the owner of a flip camera that she won through a contest. She is the Duchess, and look where she is now, folks. She's 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 lowered herself even further. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. I went from the hierarchy of flip video camera, one of right. like like when they first came out too. So this sure. was like hot off like I hot off the these. shelf. Yeah, it was it was big doings, and now here I am sitting in a room with Greg Tepper on a mediocre internet <laughs> show. <laughs> you know. <laughs> we all got to start somewhere. Uh, today, oh gosh, I didn't do this. Today is Wednesday, January 13th, 2020. It is, I can tell you, 316 days until Thanksgiving, episode 1097. 1097, that is the Will Venable episode. On today's show, my friends, we have four stages. This is our last show before the title games on Friday and Saturday. So yes. I've got one big question that I want you to keep in mind during each of these four title games that I think is going to be determinative as to who wins each game. And so, one big question for each of the title games coming up in the back half of the show, we talked with Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete for our weekly visit regarding recruiting across the state of Texas, including uh, prospects to watch in this week's uh, title games, mm -hmm. as well as Steve Sarkeesian making a splash in Longhorn country. So we will get into all of that coming up here at the back half of the show with Greg Powers. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Aaron Arbuckle, Rob Hadaway, Meese, and Andrew Christensen. Welcome in, fellas. Hello, friends. All right, let's get to it. Our uh, We are now about 48-ish mm, hours away from kickoff of the state championship games Whoa. at AT&T Stadium in Arlington for... Title games, 5A Division 2, 5A Division 1, 6A Division 2, 6A Division 1, 1 o'clock and 7 o'clock each day, mm -hmm. live on Fox Sports Southwest. And 
each game has its own flavor. We've got, of course, your big preview of it at texasfootball.com state. But what I want to do is I want to give you a bit of a Cliff's Notes version of what to watch for and the keys in each of these games. Because to me, my question is going to be, can you... Uh, my, my question is going to be like like for each of these games. There's one question that if you, the way that that question is answered, yeah. is going to determine how that game is probably going to go. Not the ex- only question. Yeah, I was going to say, but it's the overarching fact of like this has to happen. Yes, I would agree. So that's what I would. That that's what, kind of how I went about this process of coming up with one big question that is probably the question whose answer will inform the winner of the game. Okay? We'll start with, we'll go big to small. We'll start with 6A Division I. 6A Division One. my question is, can Carroll run the ball effectively? Mm-hmm. If you go back to their win in the semifinal over Duncanville, Quinn Ewers was... Pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then Owen Allen but it was Owen showed Allen. up to the party. It was the running game with Owen Allen that really led the charge for the Dragons. And it's it's strange to say, but the less that they ask the number one prospect in the state, uh, arguably in the nation, in the class of 2022, to do in the game, the better their chance of winning the game is. Because if you are one-dimensional against mm-hmm. Austin Westlake's defense. They're going to eat you for you're, dinner. You're toast. Mm-hmm. It's over. If they go out there and they say, Quinn Ewers, we need you to th- throw the ball 60 times to win this game. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. Then they're not going to win the game. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now. They have got to get the running game going to at least take some of the pressure off of Quinn Ewers and to prevent that Westlake defense from just pinning their ears back and coming after them. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely critical for Carroll to run the ball effectively. If they run the ball effectively, then that offense is going to be cooking, and then you got a fantastic ball game on your on your hands. But if it is Quinn Ewers versus the world, mm-hmm. as good as Quinn Ewers is, and he's spectacular, spectacular. Oh yeah. as good as he is, he can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. He has got to have a running game get going, and, and I think if Carroll runs the ball effectively... They're in the driver's seat. If they don't run the ball effectively, it's Westlake's game to lose. And it's like you said yesterday that you're anticipating Carroll to come out with maybe a trick play at some point Mm -hmm. in the first to kind of shake things up. And I think that that's the key is they have to be able to keep Westlake's defense on their toes because if you let them get comfortable... Got to keep them off balance. You're not... You're not there getting was, anything that, offensively. That defense production. is too good and mm-hmm. too well coached. You just have to it, shake them up for it to for you to just play them straight up. You have got to get them uneasy. Mm-hmm. And so I think running the ball with Owen Allen especially is going to be critical to Carroll's chances in this in this game. That's six A Division one, six A Division two. My question is: Can Cedar Hill's linebackers hold up? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's really any secret about how. Cedar, or how uh, Katie's offense is going to operate in this game? The Davis brothers. They're going to run the ball. 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 Uh, and as a result, it is going to be up to guys like Damari Ward. And it's going to be up to, you know, guys like Jaheim Lowe to get off of blocks and make plays. Okay? I think the Cedar Hill defense especially in the front seven, is pretty underrated. Mm-hmm. I think they get a bit of a bad rap because uh, there were some games earlier in the year where they kind of got lit up. I think they've grown up as the season has gone on. Mm-hmm. That front that front is pretty ferocious. It is going to be up to those linebackers to have gap integrity 
to make sure that they are they are they're closing and they're 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 flying to the football and they are keep making sure that these these uh, Jalen and Seth Davis runs are for two yards and not twenty. They can't miss tackles. They've got to be extremely sound in this um, because. That's the thing. If Cedar Hill's linebackers hold up, then suddenly Katie's going to be facing a lot of third and eights. Mm-hmm. And Katie doesn't want to live in third and eight. No. Okay? They are not built to, to convert third and eight in obvious passing downs mm-hmm. in with any sort of consistency. That's mm-hmm. just not how they're built. They are, But third and two, whole playbook's open for them. Oh, yeah. A lot of this comes down to whether or not the Cedar Hill linebackers, and especially over the course of 48 minutes, when you're getting mm-hmm. pounded and pounded and pounded, can they hold up for 48 minutes? If they do, Cedar Hill can win this game. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, too, it's like Cedar Hill's defensive backs have proved themselves just with their regular mm-hmm. season play because they face a lot more of the air raid spread yeah. type offenses. This is a yeah, I agree with the big test for the linebackers because honestly, when you look at their schedule, I don't think Cedar Hill has faced many like hard hitting, run heavy teams. I don't think they've faced any like real power, powerhouse, power team, power eye teams that they're going to face mm-hmm. like Katie. Like they faced Alito, but A, that's a 5A Division II team, and B, that was like the second game of the year. Alito had just moved DeMarco Roberts over to running back. And furthermore, that is a little bit more of a. Um, get to the outside and win with right. your speed type running game as opposed to off off left guard mm-hmm. type running game. And it shows, too, the defensive back needs to be ready because I will say after seeing Katie play last week, they will shake it up and they'll they'll convert a long passing play every now and well, then. So it's like they, they need to capitalize on that because well, their is, linebackers are going to be tired. Well, and here's the other thing about it, okay? And, and this is where Katie, this is where Katie, you know, shines is – if they are running the ball for five, six yards a clip, mm-hmm. then you've got to load up the box. Mm-hmm. And that's when they pull and go play action. And then they have some guy running wide All open way down. on a seam route. Mm-hmm. And Caleb Coger is going to hit him on the money. Yep. So it's it's absolutely critical for Cedar Hill to come up with, uh, with big stops from their linebackers. They have got to play their best game of the year uh, to win this game. 5 of Division 1. How do Cedar Park's defensive backs match up with Ryan's wide receivers. One of the things that I'm really impressed with by Ryan is not just how good their individual playmakers are, especially at the at the at the receiving spots. Mm-hmm. Um but one thing I am extremely impressed with is the depth. Mm-hmm. The depth that they have at the receiver spot. We talk a lot about Jatavian Sanders and Billy Bowman, but when you're talking about Jaden Bailey, uh, you're talking about uh, um, uh, Keegan Cunningham, who had a big game mm-hmm. last week. Michael Davis, right? They are a they are a deep, um, they are a deep uh, receiver core, and they are a big and physical receiver core. Especially when you're talking about Sanders. Obviously, he's the, he kind of steals the show in that regard. So. It's going to be, and one of the things about Cedar Park is that obviously, I don't need to tell anybody who pays attention to high school football that Cedar Park's got a good defense, right? The the, the black, black rain, rain defense is fantastic. Their secondary is obviously very good, but it tends to be smallish. Six to say they are they are going to be quite undersized they are, they're going, going up against are, the Jatavian Sanders. Compared to the, the Ryan receiver core, just they are undersized. <laughs> yes, from a, just a physical, physical perspective. Standpoint. Not from a skill perspective, mm-hmm. just from a physical perspective. And so my question is going to be how do the defensive backs for Cedar Park match up with Ryan's wide receivers? Mm-hmm. I wonder, I'm really interested to see what kind of, um, what if, if they come out in, in man. Mm-hmm. If they come out in man, then they've, They've got to believe that they can match up with them mm-hmm. and, and, and hold guys like uh, Jatavian Sanders. They're in check. quick, 
which helps yes. to just kind of throw – they just need to throw them off in the actual route running itself because you can't let Jatavian go – you can't stop him from getting the one-handed catches. I would also be very interested to see – if there is some sort of adjustment, like let's just say they go out there and they start out in, hypothetically, they mm-hmm. start out in man and suddenly it's 14 nothing Ryan. Right. I wonder if they switch, over, switch zone. over to zone. I, I'm very interested to see what the defensive game plan is against a receiver core that is a physical advantage mm-hmm. for Ryan. That's what I'm interested in seeing. So that's, that's my big question uh, for the 5A Division One title game. And 5A Division Two title game, can Crosby play the trenches to a draw? For all we talk about the playmakers that Alito has, mm-hmm. the reason they're going for title number 10 is because they're always excellent up front. Always one of the, ve- if they're not the best, they're one of the very best teams at the 5A Division II level in the trenches. Offensive line and defensive line. For Crosby, Crosby is a team whose offensive line and defensive lines are good. They're big humans. They're good but they are, they, to me, Alito will have an advantage in the trenches. Alito has an advantage in the trenches over a lot of teams. Crosby is one of those teams. It is absolutely critical, and I mean, like, it is absolutely critical that Crosby plays the trenches to a draw. Mm-hmm. What you saw last year, for example, let's go back to, okay, let's go back to the 2018 title game. Fort Ben Marshall and Alito, first time they played. The reason Alito blew them out is because Fort Penn Marshall could not match up up front, mm-hmm. plain and simple. 2019, Fort Penn Marshall matched up much better up front, and as a result, it was a much closer game. Mm-hmm. That was a good game. Is this a lot more like the 2018 t- game or the 2019 game for Alito? Because if if Alito is just absolutely dominating up front, the game is over. Yeah, they have over. too many weapons. Crosby, the ha- Crosby has got to play the trenches to a draw. If they do that, then they've got the individual playmakers to win this game with Daniquez Dunn and Reggie Branch. But up front, they absolutely positively have to hold up and hold up their end of the bargain. That's the biggest thing for me. So that's one big question to keep an eye on whenever you're watching uh, the 6A and 5A state championship games this weekend at AT&T Stadium. And Arlington, of course, will have complete coverage at TexasFootball.com, and you can watch them live on Fox Sports Southwest. Yeah. We are at Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Pickle earlier today, we chatted with Greg Powers, our recruiting analyst. From Next Level Athlete, all things recruiting across the state of Texas, including which players to keep an eye on in the state championship game. Here is This Week in Recruiting with Greg Powers on Texas Football Today. I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers. And this is This Week in Recruiting. It's This Week in Recruiting with Greg Powers and Next Level Athlete. Our recruiting analyst, follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1. And, of course, see his fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. And he's back in the Dave Campbell's Texas Football, Texas Football Today, Greg Powers Memorial Power Zone. It's good to have you back, buddy. Powered by Chicken Express. Powered by Chicken Express. (laughs) Don't forget that part. Yes. That part's important. That's probably— That's the most important part, if we're being honest. I was going to say, as a a chicken aficionado— 
How could I forget? <laughs> also a sweet tea aficionado myself. Mm. I really feel like that's what I run on these days is Chicken Express mm. sweet tea. It's pumping mm. through my veins. Okay. Rolls. I, I just have to be quiet because you. I, I've I've said on the show I'm not a sweet tea guy. I'm sure that the, I'm sure the yeah. Chicken Express sweet tea is wonderful. I don't understand but. how you can be the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and not like sweet tea. Some there's a disconnect in my uh, brain uh, there. I don't want to get into an argument about what I need to and don't need to <laughs> like to have this job. I've pickled. Oh, okay. So you like well, whenever you're ready to dive into that argument, let's go. Well, it's a long. So off you season. run on coffee and what like. I run on I run on coffee. I run on uh, whiskey. Yeah, brown brown liquor. Brown. You know things like that. Um, it's this week in recruiting with Greg Powers and Nick Athlete. Got a lot to get to in the recruiting world today. Let's start with our prospect on the rise. Prospect on the rise. Let's go to Richland, kind of Fort Worth way. Uh, let's talk about their 2022 wide receiver C.J. Nelson, who picked up a big offer this week, uh, local offer. TCU swooped in and, and, and gave him his first in-state Power 5 offer. He did have offers from places like Kansas, SMU, and Houston. But for a guy who I think is, is, is a pretty speedy kid, getting that offer from basically down the street in, uh, in 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 frog country is probably probably going to be a, a big a big move for them. And TCU was busy this week extending some offers, you know, out to the 2022 class. Uh, Richland is one of these programs that has some nice prospects now, year in and year out. And C.J. Nelson is going to continue that trend. Um, six foot one seventy five. He's described as a twitchy uh, slot wide receiver with great top end speed, and I think that description really fits the bill. Whenever you watch his highlight tape. Um, got some good options right now on the table. I think that's a handful of offers you rattled off whenever we were talking about that. So he's probably going to double that before, maybe even triple it before he makes a final decision. Um, and that Richland wide receiver core heading into yeah. 2021 is pretty exciting because they have also have Ashton Cozart who picked up an offer from Miami this week. Um, so that gives them a formidable one-two punch there at receiver and – some guys to really keep an eye on next year. I think that team is going to be one that didn't have the type of year that they had in recent years in 2020, but they're going to probably be back in 2021. Well, and, and that's one of the things is when you watch this, uh, when you watch his highlights, this is a guy who projects at the slot in the, at the next level, but because of his athleticism, uh, Richland has the ability to move him all around. They can right. move him. Uh, they, I know that he's been real versatile. They'll, they'll hand it to him on a wild, uh, not, not on wildcap, but on end arounds and things like that. They just want to get the ball in his hands. Uh, but at the next level, you figure he's probably lining up as as as, as, a, as a what would that be a, a wide receiver? Yeah, I call him like slot backs mm -hmm. or I, I hate. I hate categorizing these guys as <laughs> slot receivers, you know, because he's probably a guy who can move around, like you said. Slot is probably his position yeah. where he can create the most mismatches, but he's not a guy who can't play outside. Yeah. So I think it's not fair to strictly call all these guys all the time slot. Yeah, most certainly. He's a guy certainly to keep an eye on. Richland 2022 wide receiver C.J. Nelson. Let's go to our commit of the week. Our commit of the week, we're going down to the Houston area, Conroe Oak Ridge, to the class of 2021, to running back Alton McCaskill, who has pulled the trigger, and this is a guy who had offers from places like Alabama, Michigan, Notre Dame, uh, Ole Miss, a whole bunch of them. This is the number one, number 61 prospect in the uh, Dave Campbell's Tech Football Hot 100. He's our number seven running back in the state. You want to talk about a much-needed win for Dana Holgerson. He commits to the Cougs there at Houston, and that feels like a really, really important get for Dana Holgerson. It does, and just to rewind the clock a little bit, 
few weeks ago we were talking here on National Signing Day or the week after National Signing Days. We recapped some things. And, you know, the grade that we gave out is we didn't say, hey, Houston had an F. We said disappointing mm-hmm. recruiting class in the early signing period is probably Houston. And I thought at that time it was an easy call. Now they add Alton McCaskill to Maddox Cop on the offensive side of the football, giving them a, a top-tier guy at quarterback, a top-tier guy at running back. They're starting to look into some more avenues as well into this recruiting class now that they have room to add. So it'll be interesting to see what happens for Houston uh, between now and the final national signing day on February 3rd. Uh, But in regards specifically just to McCaskill, he's a big-bodied running back who has the frame to add and hold mass. And he's an explosive ball carrier as well, you know, at around six foot, six foot one. Uh, He's long and lean and chiseled. Uh, but has that top-end speed to be a home-run type of hitter. And I think Houston fans will like the fact that he catches the ball well out of the backfield and can be a well-rounded weapon. Let's put it this way. There ain't no questions about the eyeball test with him. This is a guy who looks like a running back. He plays like a running back. He makes all the plays that you want there at the position. I mean, this is a guy who, watching his film and then seeing him up close, you're like, oh, okay, I can get on board with this. And he's the highest-rated commit in the class now. So, I mean, this is the... This is the top guy. This is a big get here for the Houston Cougars. We're talking this week in recruiting with Greg Powers, the next level athlete here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Let's go to our underclassman of the week. Our underclassman of the week, and this will tie in nicely to another conversation we'd like to have. He's Louisville 2022 wide receiver Armani Winfield. Just finished up his junior season there for the Fighting Farmers, and he has committed to Texas. That is notable because he is the first commitment in the Steve Sarkeesian era there for uh, for the University of Texas. This is a guy who is a DCTF four-star, a guy that we have pretty high, uh, pretty high opinion of around here. And if you are Steve Sarkeesian and you want to uh, give your recruiting class a jolt right out of the gate, you can do a whole lot worse than Armani Winfield. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be one of those guys who's in the conversation to be the top wide receiver in the state. Um, the thing that I love about Armani Winfield – is this is a kid who started as a freshman at Louisville. And, you know, I know a lot of people that listen to this may or may not be huge Texas high school football fans, but the district that Louisville plays in mm-hmm. is one of the most ferocious or toughest. That's how I, It's like a blue-collar, hard-hitting mm-hmm. district, and Armani Winfield came in and made an impact right away. As a matter of fact, I think his emergence there helped change what – I mean, Louisville's always good, right? They're always pretty yes. good. But they really bounce back his freshman season to be like a team to, to take into account every week for some of these what we consider top 6A teams in the DFW area. Um, and that's kind of what he brings to the tables. He's foot one, 180 pounds, but he plays like he's 6'4". He can go up and high point the football. He has long arms and a great catch radius. And he's a great route runner. So – I would describe him as an elite possession style receiver with electrifying playmaking ability also in his skill set. Now, one thing I do, I do want to, and not to get too far into the nitty gritty of this, but obviously Steve Sarkeesian's arrival in Texas has a lot of questions about what, what the team is going to look like, what their recruiting system, what the staff is going to look like. I have heard it posited that this is a big win for Andre Coleman, the wide receivers coach at Texas, who has been retained by Steve Sarkeesian. Is this what, is this what you're hearing as well? Yeah, and... 
Armani Winfield made a commitment during halftime of the national championship game as he watched Alabama's wide receivers run up and down the field on Ohio State, which was the team that many people had predicted Armani Winfield was going to commit to. So this was like a double knife in the back at Ohio State, who's been coming into Texas and Mm -hmm. dominating four top-tier guys. I I mean, Armani Winfield told me personally that – Ohio State was his favorite team growing up, and now he sees enough out of Texas to pull the trigger on a commitment and the hope of what he can do in the Steve Sarkeesian offense underneath the guidance of Andre Coleman as the wide receiver coach. So, I mean, huge step in the right direction. If you're a Texas fan, you're a recruiting fan, listen to this. I think that you have to be really excited, especially if you can start to secure these types of offensive talents because we know the Big 12 is a league that you have to score points in if you're going to win the championship there. And and finally, let's round it out with our recruits of the week. Our recruits of the week, plural. Uh, let's talk title games. Uh, there sure. are four state championship games this weekend, 5A and 6A state championship games there at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. I know you are going to have a close eye on a number of the big-time playmakers. Uh, I think it's easy to focus on quarterbacks here. Uh, and, and I want to start with the uh, – start. Well, let's focus on the 6A game. I want to start with the, the, the 6A Division II title game. Uh, one guy we talk a lot about, Caden Salter, yep. the Tennessee uh, signee, who's, who's a guy who's who's unbelievable, uh, needs no introduction at this point. The guy on the other side, his counterpart in this game, Caleb Coger, the the, the sophomore quarterback there uh, from uh, uh, you know from from Katie, has really stepped into the role and I think really grown up. He looks the part of you know I know that they they don't ask him to do as much as right. Cedar Hill asks Caden Salter to do, but I'm interested in in your take on both those quarterbacks that we'll see in the six A Division two title game. Well, I love what we've seen out of Caden Salter specifically as he's grown up kind of before our eyes in that Cedar Hill offense. The first game he played um, was against Allen mm-hmm. when he played his first game at Cedar Hill, and I think what was that now was that three was that God last season lighting, or was it yes. two? I can't remember. Anyway. The first game was Allen, and that game you could see him making adjustments and learning how to be a 6A quarterback after transferring into Cedar Hill from Bishop Lynch. And what he is now is someone that who is completely different as he's led his team to the state championship game. He's grown up there not only from a leadership standpoint, but you can see that he oozes the confidence that he needs to be successful to take these steps. Um, and on the other side of the football, Coker's a guy who, um, you know, when you think of Katie, you think, wow, they're going to ground and pound you, right? Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily what they've been this year. They've been a team that can move the football down the field with Coger leading that offense, and they have a great weapon at wide receiver in Nicholas Anderson, the brother of former running back Rodney Anderson, who is a vertical threat at all times and gives him a weapon to look to when things get hairy. So I think that this is going to be a very exciting game as the two, these two offenses kind of slug it out. Yeah, absolutely. You know, play action is such a huge part of what Katie does, right. and you need that guy in Coger who can give them that viable threat through the air. Uh, and then the, 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 night, the nightcap on Saturday, uh, South Lake Carroll and Austin, Westlake, and um, I've made this point before, a lot of focus is on the coaches. Let's talk about these quarterbacks because it has been a long, long time since we've had arguably the top two quarterbacks in their class going at it in a state championship game, but that's what you have here with South Lake Carroll quarterback Quinn Ewers. We've talked a lot about him, the Ohio State commit, and then Kate Klubnick, the, the quarterback for Austin Westlake, who I know you think really highly of as well. Well, I mean, Klubnick could be right behind Ewers on that rankings list by the time the dust settles. I think that you have a three or a two-man race right now behind Ewers. Ewers is the clear-cut Number one guy is already a DCTF five-star rated as the number one prospect in the state. Some services have him as the number one 
player in the nation. He's committed to Ohio State already, and he's led his team to some big wins, upset wins, heading into the mm -hmm. state championship game. And Klubnik is the type of guy who is just a savvy leader who has a big-time arm. I mean, as he adds some more weight to his frame, it's going to be even more uh, apparent how big his arm is. But he gets a he has an extremely quick release and can fit the ball into tight windows. Um, his arm really impressed me in person when he came to the next level camp back in you know one year ago. So he's even more mature now, and he already had a huge arm then. Uh, but this game, I mean, this game has everything that you're looking for in a state championship, all the storylines. We were probably like, well, I mean, if we get North Shore versus Duncanville round three, right, that's a – oh, that's going to be a great game. But now you have Dodge versus Dodge. You have the top two quarterbacks in the state in one class facing off against each other. You have a vaunted Austin-Westlake defense going to try to, you know, stymie a great South Lake Carroll offense. And, hey, guess what? The Dragons always have a pretty good defense as well. So, I mean, it's not going to be like you're throwing some scrubs out on the defensive side yeah. of the ball there. <laughs> this is going to be a – I think this is going to be a great game. This, yeah. is, this is one I'm really excited about, and it's, it's a game like I would say it's an abnormal game, one that we're not used to in the state title game. But if you love quarterbacks, yeah. Saturday's your day because every game on Saturday is going to have a great quarterback really on either side of the football. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I mean, I would say everywhere you look, uh, you know, one of the things that I, I've, I was imp I'm impressed by by all four of these state championship games is their star power for, for all eight of these teams. You know what I mean? Right. You know, you're, you're talking about guys. You, you've got FBS commits on on all eight of these teams. Uh, so if you're a prospect hound, you should uh, certainly, uh, if you have the, the means to get to AT&T Stadium, then, then do so. Otherwise, watch it on Fox Sports Southwest. He's Greg Powers. He's our recruiting analyst from Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1. Powers, we will do this again next week. Let's do it then. There he is, Greg Powers, our recruiting analyst here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. And a good friend from Next Level Athlete. Appreciate his time coming in to the Greg, uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, Texas Football Today. Greg Powers Memorial Power Zone. Sponsored by Chicken Express. Sponsored by Chicken Express. I got you. That's my line in that. That's Sponsored fun. by Chicken Express. I love it. <laughs> and now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Um, so there was a question about the programming of the state championship games. Yes, they're on Fox Sports Southwest. Uh, one, if you don't get Fox Sports Southwest, don't yell at us. <laughs> we can't help you there. But two, uh, Ed said that there was showing a Mavericks game on yes. one of the games at night. Probably Fox Sports Southwest Plus. Yes. So there will be some instances in which because there is Mavericks and because there is Spurs Other sports and going Thunder on. and depending on where you are in the state, like Spurs, Thunder, Pelicans, mm -hmm. uh, Mavs, Thunder. Um, I, think the, I think the Stars are still out with the Rona, so I think they don't have to worry about that. But um, if, they're, if, they're, you do, if they do get bumped, it'll be bumped to Fox Sports Southwest Plus, which should be like just like the next channel, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. I don't know. It's just been Most on of the who your provider is. Uh, but yeah, Fox Sports Southwest Plus should be easy to find. But if not, uh, I believe if you go to foxsportsouthwest.com, they've got listings on how to find Fox Sports Southwest Plus. But they all will be televised on Fox Sports. The Southwest. Fox Sports, I use the Fox Sports Go app too. Yes. Like if you already have a cable provider that uses fox sports then just go to the app <laughs> yeah sometimes it's easier to do the app because it pops up and it literally yeah. says championships or yes. scoreboard live right. and it, it just makes it easier than trying yes. to search for it absolutely so there you go 
that's going to do it for us. Uh, we are off until Tuesday because mm-hmm. we're setting up for the state championships on Thursday, uh, tomorrow. We are at the state championships on Friday, and then Monday is a holiday. And yes. so we will be off until Tuesday, but we will talk to you then. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com. Oh, hey, ah. I'm sorry. There was a question yesterday that I forgot to ask, and it got asked again. So we're going to just, sorry, we're breaking news here. Um, a couple of questions have been asking if the if your DCTF subscriber login will work with a Texan Live thing. The answer to that is not yet. Do you want to elaborate on no. that? Sorry, they asked it yesterday and I forgot. I picked up the trophy. Sorry, trophy. Hi. So, yes, uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football has acquired Texan Live. We are presently working on merging the two mm-hmm. um, to make it so that Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscribers get Texan Live access and Texan Live uh, subscribers get Dave Campbell's Texas Football access. But cetera, we're cetera. also trying to finish a season. But that is, <laughs> that is a lot more complicated than it is just like hitting a button. Button, yeah. It requires a lot of work on the back end. Our goal as of now is to have... Um, is to have that open or have that done for next football season, mm-hmm. for 2021. So um, that's the goal right now. I can tell you we're working towards that. There's mm-hmm. a lot There's a lot of things that have to get kind of merged together uh, in order to make this partnership with... Uh, that's with a Texas lot of Line. smart people stuff that we... It's, it's above our way above our pay grade. <laughs> way above our pay grade. But we will... You, you, the answer is yes, eventually, but not now. Yes. That's the question. Perfect. But hopefully for the 2021 uh, Texas high school football season, we will have that so that you have one login for everything. Everything. Yes. Cool. Now can I do the thing? Yes. Sorry. We're going to be off and I forgot and see you later, people. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at Texas Football. Dot com. Are you going to yell at me? No. Thanks to Greg Powers. Oh, actually, one more. No, I'm kidding. Go. <laughs> Thanks to Greg Get Powers, him. the next level athlete, for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I guess. I'm Greg <laughs> Tucker. Young, please get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you Tuesday. Texas football today. Mm-hmm.